For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Juice on the Cues podcast on the Big Heads Media Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. At MyBookie, it's time to celebrate the college football season. Sign up now and make your first deposit to get a dollar-for-dollar match all the way up to $1,000. The best part is MyBookie has thousands of bets to choose from, from the full NFL slate to college football to the NBA playoffs. From live betting to championship futures, every play you want is waiting at MyBookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code JUICEONCUSE and double your first deposit now. Again, that's promo code JUICEONCUSE. It's a no-brainer. Your winning season begins today only at mybookie.ag. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking to an elite NBA trainer and about Syracuse football's offensive struggles. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today is NBA trainer and former Syracuse basketball player, Rob McClanahan. Rob, thank you so much for coming on the program. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and Rob, I want to get you started on this one. There was a period of about five months with no NBA games because of COVID. You've trained elite players like Steph Curry, Derek Rose, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, just to name a few. How did you help these guys stay sharp during this time? Yeah, I mean, there was a two or three-month time where no one was doing anything, quite honestly. I mean, they were doing stuff at home on their own, but, you know, no one was traveling anywhere, no one was flying me in, no one was flying to me because, obviously, stuff was going on. So it really didn't start to pick up till I, I guess, a couple, months, a couple months ago. I started, you know, going to guys, see guys in their cities, um, which is very different for me. Usually I'm kind of based in L.A. all summer. Guys come to me, I'm in one spot, but now I'm kind of going to guys, see guys for, like, five days at a time, kind of spurts here and there. Um, and the main reason is, you know, guys aren't really – going to move to LA right now for various reasons and secondly we don't know when the next season is going to start you know so it's, it's tough to predict um you know when it's going to start and then obviously then you got to base it on that because I don't want to ramp it up too soon uh when the season might not start to February so it's, it's hard to figure out and predict the future here so we're just kind of going you know week by week Rob, like I said, you have an amazing clientele list. Do you have any fun anecdotes from working with them? Um, I mean, I mean, I I got a lot, but you know, this, I, I think the main thing is, um, you know, these guys are most normal guys, and, and people look at them. I, I get it, you know, like superstars and celebrities, 
but they're actually just normal, normal guys that want to come in, get a good workout in, talk some trash, you know. And the, the main thing for me, the last 15 years, is really um, developing the relationship uh, as friends, more than clients, um, you know, o- over the years. So when these guys come in, it's it's you know we work out, we get our work in, but we're hanging out, we're talking trash, you know. Um, we have a lot of inside jokes. Um, so it's really fun to to be around those guys, and, and and then, you know, a lot of the guys, some of the main guys, work out together for years. So we kind of just have our little separate groups, and um, you know, really put our work in. But again, it's it's we all kind of want to be there too. We all like hanging out. Rob, you were on the Syracuse basketball team from 1998 to 2001. What was your favorite Syracuse memory? Uh, I have a lot. I think one of them is just kind of you know, being one of the guys, you know, being on a Syracuse team, you know, was a dream come true for me. And just to to be in the locker room, to be a practice, to travel, you know, you just, you really, um, you know, create a family environment. Um, and a lot of these guys are still my friends. Uh, but as, as far as like on the court stuff, you know, every time I played, which wasn't a lot, uh, was just a crazy thing for me. I mean, one game I hit two straight threes, um, and that led me to be three for three from the field for the season. Uh, so at one point, actually, I was number one in the nation in field goal percentage because I was 100%. <laughs> and the minimum was three shots they had to take, and I had to take it three and made all three. So it didn't last a long time, but Coach Bayham, Coach Hopkins, they were all really busting my chops. You know, number one in the country, you know, you got to guard them. Um, so that, that was always a fun time. When the biggest championship was, was great, regular season. Um so, I mean, it's some of the best years of my life. And, you know, developed friendships that lasted a lifetime, really. And speaking of Jim Beheim, I know you've remained really close to him and have over the past 20 years. Have you seen any changes in him over this time? You know, I think it's pretty much the same. I think he's adapted like everyone else to, you know, do more spacing and more shooting. Um, you know, I think maybe become a little more mellow um, and calm down a little bit. Um doesn't mean he's not as competitive. Sometimes he just goes about it maybe differently now. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been lucky to see him around, and you know, he's a assistant coach of the Olympic team, so it's kind of cool to come full circle. And you know, I, I trained a bunch of the Olympians, so to be in Vegas at the training camps and around the country before I left, you know, for overseas, and see him all the time, uh, it's been great. And we always, you know, meet up for dinner when they play Boston College or what have you. So Providence when they're in the Big East. Uh, you know, we've we've made very very cool and close, and uh, you know, I definitely value you know his friendship. And Rob, we'll get you out of here on this one. Let's talk about another former Syracuse basketball player, Carmelo Anthony. In July, we were introduced to Skinny Mello. He looked the most slim we've seen him probably since his rookie year in the NBA. As a trainer, what did you think of that, and what did it take for him to get to that point? Yeah, I mean, you got to give the guy credit. You know. Um, he could have shut down, could have retired. He's got plenty of money. He's played a lot of years, you know, being a Hall of Fame. But, you know, I think he heard all the noise, and uh, he wanted to make a point. And, and a lot of these guys took advantage of the, of the quarantine the best they could. And I think the main thing was, you know, you can tell that he was very disciplined. And by that, I mean with the, with the training, with the eating. You know, I think during that quarantine time, it was very easy for people to get out of shape and eat badly and not work out and make excuses. Uh, and he, like a lot of other players, did the opposite. So, uh yeah, he definitely changed his diet, was consistent with it, which is hard. Um, you know, and obviously he was he was working out, so and then it showed. You know, his conditioning was fantastic, uh, during the playoffs and during the bubble and 
no doubt in my mind, you know, I'll be playing somewhere next year for sure. Rob, thanks so much for coming on the program. Again, NBA trainer Rob McClanahan. Make sure to check out his book, Network, Training the NBA's Best and Finding the Keys to Greatness. It's a great read with a forward written by Steph Curry. Rob, thanks again. Appreciate the time. We'll speak with you soon. No problem. Thank you. Great stuff from our friend Rob. Just so cool to hear about his work. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad Syracuse with another loss over the weekend, this time to Pitt, 21-10. to Tommy DeVito throwing for just 32 yards and an interception, while Syracuse only rushed for a combined 51 yards. So, Brad, I ask you this. How much is DeVito to blame for Syracuse's offensive struggles? I don't think he's solely to blame, Wes. I mean, you look at the complete offensive effort, 2.8 yards per average per play, ranking near the bottom of the teams in Division One that are playing this year. There, there's so much going on here with the offense, it's really hard to blame one player. But, of course, you always look at the quarterback. The offensive line has been banged up. There's a lot of players that – are at different positions than they should be. And I really see a lot of timing difficulty with the young wide receiver group. I mean, you have four good receivers, but the problem with DeVito and finding them has still been timing after two games. I think there's a lot of potential with Taj Harris, Nikeem Johnson, and Anthony Queeley as the starters, and there's some young backups that have shown bursts of talent. But the tight ends have not had any passes thrown in their direction. And, of course, the two top running backs opted out of the season. So it makes it really hard to run a productive offense for Tommy DeVito, who's the most experienced player at that position. Now, I know Coach Babers has said he's going to put backup Rex Culpepper uh, and design some play calls for him against Georgia Tech. But I've always said this about two quarterbacks. When you have two, you don't have one. And it means more reps in practice for two quarterbacks instead of one. So while I can understand the change in strategy and shaking things up a little bit, I've always been a proponent of having one quarterback sticking to that player unless, of course, there's an injury. So, no, I don't put all the blame on Tommy DeVito, Wes. There's so many things with the offense, with new coordinator Stefan Gilbert that have to get worked out. And I do think you'll see improvement starting this game Saturday against Georgia Tech and in the two other home games to follow over the next month. Brad, I'm glad you brought up the Georgia Tech game because it's Syracuse's first home game of the season and also the first time they're playing against an unranked team this year. Should we be looking for a better performance from the Orange this Saturday? Well, my preseason prediction, I thought Syracuse would win this game, and I still do, Wes. Uh, Georgia Tech has its own problems. It's a a young team as well. They missed five key players in the loss to a ranked team, Central Florida, last week. But they do have a lot of great freshman talent, starting with Jameer Gibbs, who was the ACC Rookie of the Week. He's a real speedster. He had 219 all-purpose yards against Central Florida. And freshman quarterback Jeff Sims is also a a big star in the future in the Georgia Tech offense. But at the same time, the Syracuse defense has played great in the first two games on the road against ranked teams. And the Syracuse defense has five sacks so far this season. And the Georgia Tech offensive line has given up five sacks in its first two games this year. 
I see a big game at home for the defense for Syracuse, and I see the offense getting untracked a little bit and scoring some points to win this game. Now, the unusual aspect, of course, it is the dome opener. It's the renovated carrier dome with all the improvements that have been made over the last six and a half months. But, of course, there'll be no spectators, so no juice, so to speak, from the fans to root on the home team. And that'll be an interesting aspect to the game as the players will have to kind of get involved themselves to get up to that level of competition to, you know, make up for the loss of the crowd noise. But I do see Syracuse having improved play from the first two weeks against ranked opponents. And I do see the Orange pulling out win number one for the season. Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Speaking of the Dome, Wes, I really feel old. It's just celebrated the 40th anniversary this past weekend, the first game on September 20th, 1980. I was there, and, boy, at the time it was just shaking your head going, wow, what a facility, indoor football, what a big electric crowd on that opening night, which is still the record crowd of over 50,500. And what what a boost it's been to the Syracuse programs, of course, most especially basketball. But the Carrier Dome has really stood out as the focal point of Syracuse athletics for 40 years now. And the other thing I really think is an interesting side note to this, Dino Babers is the seventh football coach to call the Dome home for the football program. The lacrosse program has had just two coaches in 40 years. And, of course, the basketball program just one coach in Hall of Famer Jim Beheim. I mean, that's really an amazing antidote that basketball with Jim Beheim, the only coach in the Carrier Dome history. So just want to make a mention to the Carrier Dome and all it's meant to Syracuse Athletics in its 40th anniversary. Brad, my closing thoughts are on former Syracuse forward Jeremy Grant. He scored a career playoff high 26 points and played excellent perimeter defense on Anthony Davis and LeBron James as the Denver Nuggets won 114-106 over the Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday. Grant has a $9.3 million player option for next year, and based on how he's playing right now, it seems like he'll be testing the market in the offseason. Congratulations to him on another big step on his development into an NBA star. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that a parade looks like a bunch of people excited about being in traffic. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.